All right, we're here. We made it. Hang on just a second. Riley, come here. Say something silly. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> What's up, Jason? How you doing? <laughs> All snacks heard you. He heard you. He said, Riley! <laughs> Say hi, snacks. Hi, snacks. All right, so we're a little late, but we made it. I don't know. I hate computers. <laughs> what? No, Just go. Just go. Shoo, get out of here. Get out of here. Get yeah, right. Man, I'm about to put Riley on the microphone. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know. YouTube changed something. I don't know what they did. Man, it's an act of God to get this computer to go live. It's not this computer. Just you know, It's an act of God to get my streaming software to connect to YouTube. I had to restart my computer twice. <laughs> Snack says Riley talks more than Geo. Buddy, listen. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm not saying you're right. <laughs> she she is uh, definitely heavy duty in the long-winded department. But bless her little heart. She's just perfect. But we made it. So uh, real quick, what I want you to do is uh, go and share this around anywhere you see it posted. Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Just post it somewhere and then come right back. I won't do anything until you're back. Pinky promise. And even if you're catching this later, share it then. Ain't nothing saying you can't. I mean, am I right? Alright, so there we go. We're back. Hey, what's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? No, no, uh, Q, we're not saying freedom, boys. No soda to the Cardinals. That's great news. That is great news. But I tell you what, what made me die a little bit on the inside was the fact that Otani was on the table. Shohei Otani was on the table. And when I say every team could use him, that's not an exaggeration. But the Cardinals really needed him. They were going to have to give up uh, some bats in order to acquire him. And we needed a starting pitcher really bad. We, we, we need pitching bad. Like, bad. So, Otani would have been a great fit for St. Louis. Just in the standpoint of, like, we could have genuinely used him. Just on the standpoint of what we would have had to trade away to get him. His bat would have replaced what we lost. I, I'd have gave up ha half the farm team for him. 
they could just about name their price as long as they didn't take Goldschmidt and Arenado. I'd I'd just about let them name their price. But it's over. We did make some moves. We got a little bit of pitching. No Soto, no Otani. Nothing eventful as usual. And uh, one thing that uh, people aren't really talking about in the Juan Soto trade... Excuse me, sorry, I got distracted. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so yeah, one thing that people really aren't talking about with the Juan Soto trade is the fact that the Nationals also let Josh Bell go with him. Dude, Josh Bell is not a bad baseball player. He's a good baseball player. Hell, he's a, a damn near 300 hitter with pop. And they just said... Uh, yeah, see you later. We'll just pull up his stats here. Just sitting here talking about it. Uh, he has a 301 average uh, with 14 home runs. She, wow. They gave up two. So, let's see. I know Soto's not hitting 300 this year. I think Soto's right around 240. Yeah, 246 with 21 home runs. Uh, don't get me wrong. Soto's good. Is he as good as the hype says? Can't I'm not buying into that yet. But stop me if you've heard this before. If this sounds surprising, he's a cocky freaking jerk. And for that reason alone, I just can't stand him. Like uh, you know, a buddy of mine kind of pointed out the other day that uh. Yeah, you stop and think like he's a he's a, a kid in his in his early twenties with his Soto twenty two or twenty three I think on the big stage and he's not just like hanging on the big stage he's like he is just about the big stage. But man, like it just annoys me. Like at least to earn the right to act like that, you're twenty three years old. You ain't earned nothing besides a spot on a baseball team. I don't care how good you are. Maybe you can get away with acting like that when you're, you know, you've been in the league for a while, but just to come up acting like that is just kind of wild. Dad, how you doing, buddy? No, Mike, you're right. He would not fit the Cardinals. You know, we kind of had this discussion with Gio, uh, sarcastically about, you know, kind of craphead, uh, players, Cardinals players, it just, he just doesn't, he would not have really like fit in. You're telling me that he's going to go out acting like an idiot. So look, look at the, the stuff that, that Soto does, the antics that he pulls. And then you tell me that he's going to, that Paul Goldschmidt is going to deal with that. Paul Goldschmidt is like, he does everything the right way. He even ties his shoes the right way. There's not one thing that that man doesn't do right about the game. He would not have put, he would not have put up with Juan Soto. Snacks, no. It's not who cares if you're winning. I care. Because I gotta watch that crap. Who cares if you're winning? Get out of here. 
Call in. Go ahead. I'm surprised you're actually here. You can call in. We got a couple topics to discuss. And we haven't heard what grinds your gears in a while either. Here, let's do this. Just next. There. Pressure's on. The pull is up. Now you're going to let the people down. They're all going to say yes. Besides you, you're going to say no. We know that. Two votes for a no? Aww. Who'd you pay to do that? Come on. This guy. Okay, here we go. So we're going to get started. BP Hero Podcast, Season 7, Episode Number 29. Update. Still haven't played a softball game since the, uh, what would it be, last week of June? No tournaments working out. No league working out. Bowling league. Potentially getting ready to start. I'm going to golf in a day. Filmed two reviews yesterday. Been getting plenty of uh, filming in. I know the content's kind of been sporadic, but um, we're getting we're, we're still filming. I, I'm making the time to sit down and do some editing and that kind of thing. Posted the Pure Sports Integrity OG Fifth Anniversary Edition today. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, one of the best 240s that we've swung so far in the two years of the 240 stamp. One of the best 240 stamps that we've swung was that bat. Dude, it's good. And yes, I know, and I said it in the video, and I don't care. It didn't pass compression after 80 swings, but be honest. Be honest and say how many people are watching this channel. I, I can be honest with myself and say this. How many people are watching this channel to grab a 240 based on my review? How many people are doing that? They don't care if it passes compression or not. The the people that are watching my channel that are going to buy one? There's no way. There's no way. Next says he's not going to buy a 240 until he's forced to. I'm going to tell you, you would buy this 240. And I think the one thing you're going to start seeing, and um, I'm almost to the persuasion of it myself just because the 240s are getting better, is... Sorry, I can't read the chat and talk. So the the reason that people are going to start buying 240, they're they're getting better and... um, People just want new stuff. They don't want the, the hassle of buying used. They don't. Some people don't like the used. Um, just do you can get some sketchy stuff buying a used bat. They don't want to deal with people trying to buy a used bat. They just want to buy something off the shelf and go. And then there's the other side of it that people just don't know. They don't know not to buy a two forty bat. How many how many bats have been sold of people that 
just, you know, didn't understand the stamp change or whatever, or um, people that just started playing. You got to think, too, there's people that just started playing this game. Every day, new people start playing this game. And they go out and they buy a 240 stamp, not knowing a thing about it. They just know that, oh, I swung that bat last night in league, and I'm going to start playing, so I'm going to get one of those. So, oh, by the way, it is funny. I see all the views. Like, the views are, like, spiking up. It's, like, almost 20 viewers and then going back down to, like, uh, 11 or 12. I think it's people in here thinking I'm talking a mad line of shit about the free Sonic stuff. We'll get there. I'm going to I'm gonna briefly touch on it. I want to make sure for 200% that I have my story straight before I tell it. But I know you've been seeing the, the hashtag free Sonic stuff been posted around. Um, my guys are currently in timeout. Uh, did they, did, did they, did they have wrongdoings? Yes. And they'll admit that. But the way the wrongdoings were handled and how it got handled and who cried about the wrongdoings is what I think is funny. And I also like stirring the pot. I like stirring the pot. Brian's my guy. He said, go for it. Start churning. Stir it up. So we're going to stir it up. Why not? I'm going to hashtag free Sonic everything until there's nothing left to hashtag. And the funny part of it is, is let's just tell a story. Y'all will be Matthew Clark. Yes, 100% softball drama. 1,000% softball drama. And that's what everybody's rolling in the door for. Like this, this podcast usually averages like uh, eight or nine viewers tops. And uh, I've, I've seen 23 so far. But let's let's just tell it like this for now. <clears throat> You're playing a softball game, and you're winning. You are winning the softball game, and in the sixth inning of the game, the other team comes out and says, "Hey, hang on, we want a roster check." In the sixth inning of the game, they're losing in the sixth inning of the game. Then they want a roster check. Why didn't you just roster check to begin the game? Why did you waste everybody's hour? Why did you put your guys out there to to battle it out? Waste everybody's time when you weren't going to roster check until you realized you were going to lose and you thought you found a way to win. If you were winning, you wouldn't have roster checked. That's what's cheap about it. Am I saying that what took place was right? No. There was a player that that was that, that Sonic was instructed not to play. They played the player because they they got conflicting reports on if they could or not. Played the player. played in this said game and the protesting team waited until they were losing. The game was almost over to protest. Had they been winning that game, would they have said a word? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why it's cheap. They they have, you know, owned up and admitted to, hey, look, you know, he shouldn't have been there. We messed up on that part. We're, we're owning that. Why even let the game start? 
if you are that hellbent on your integrity and everything you do is so perfect, why even let the game start? That's what's that's what's chicken shit about it. And we're not going to play this card of, oh, I just realized it. So then I said it then. No, you didn't. You didn't. You've been around this game too long. You know everybody on that roster. That That's what I think is chicken shit about it. Personally. But I'll, I'll, we'll get into the full story later, but that's, that's where I'm at with it right now. But anyway... Um, The, the long story short, they ended up getting suspended over this deal. Uh, looks like two months it's going to end up being. And it's going to kind of put them in a bad spot. But again, they, they have acknowledged the fact that they messed up. And what the, the disappointment is in some of this is the conflicting reports and the conflicting stories. Nobody wanted to be the bad guy when it came to handing out punishment, we'll say. The whole thing is a mess. It's an absolute mess. Jason says that's why I play senior ball and military ball. So, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I'm over-sanctioned softball, man. Who's on this roster? Who's on that roster? Well, this person's got that player. Well, why couldn't we pick this person up? You know what you don't hear is people complaining about rosters. It's some tournament in in bumfucked Egypt. You don't hear about it because it doesn't matter. People don't look and see who signed up and decide if they want to go or not so they can poach an easy win. That happens too. That 1,000% happens. Who signed up? Do we stand a chance at winning? And then you go run out there, sign up and play, take your win, and then brag about it. Go play in Podunk somewhere. Hide stuff online. I don't care. But that I'm, I'm worn out on sanctioned softball for that reason. We spend all week long going through every team's roster going through every team's game history, who they've played, and, and, and all this stuff. And like It's all public knowledge as far as like who's on what roster and that kind of thing. Now, unless you're a coach, you can't see player classifications. U-Trip did change that. But they changed that not because of people crying about rosters. They changed that because other sanctions were using their roster ratings so they didn't have to make their own. That's why that happened. I just can't stand it, man. It's lame. I can have just as much fun playing a few podunk tournaments. I, I really want to do a couple spiders drafts, super drafts. I think that would be fun. That, that's that's kind of like the, the speed I'm at these days. You play sanctioned ball. At least here, anyway. Maybe it's different in like areas that are... Um, more populated and that kind of thing and everything else. But you play D, you play the same eight teams. You play C, you play the same five teams. 
I got to drive two hours either way I go to play sanction ball to play the same five or six teams every weekend just in a different ballpark. One weekend you get a DHH, the other one you don't. This shit just gets old, man. It just gets old. David Cryer says, uh, why allow drop downs at all? Serious question from someone that doesn't play tournaments frequently. Uh, You know, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Like, if you're C, why are you still playing D? If you're C, if you're B, why are you still playing C? There comes a certain point where, you know, maybe you can't go any higher and still find somewhere to play locally, which does kind of tie your hands a little bit. But when we're talking like, especially like C and below, D especially, but think about how that would make things, make teams move up, make things move up instead of going to Colorado and winning a U-trip tournament with five C players on your D roster. Those guys should have been playing C and you could have had a whole D team out there. You know? So I, I do agree that like there's there, there's got to be something, and the thing that, that also gets me is appeals, like you get bumped to C, you can you, you get bumped to C, you can appeal back down to D. What if you only get one appeal? So you can't keep appealing down. I feel like there's there's a lot of different ways to handle it, or like if you take a year off, a lot of times the directors will take pity on you and let you drop anyway. I don't quite understand why they haven't done something about that. But because that's, that's also going to do something as well. That's going to make people move up. It's going to make teams move up. Damn, we got bumped to see. We're going to go play C this year instead of just, I mean, bailing on the team. So think about this. You got a team of 10 guys. We'll go with 11. He gets bumped to C. They were D and they get bumped to C. Well, you get to keep three of them. If you're going to play D if you get even three more guys to win their appeals, then there you go. That that's that's three guys that win their appeals, or you get guys from other teams. Now let's talk about other teams. You get guys that get bumped to C that win their appeals, so that means they should be C as well. Now you've got a D team full of guys that should be C playing in D. Yeah, Tony. So yeah, one appeal every every so often, but I'm talking like all together, like all together. And you understand, like maybe your your level of play is going to decline over time. So you you would probably have to implement something to handle that situation. But come on, more more or less the point being, the appeal system isn't working. The appeal system. Is, is kind of meant to like level the game out, right? Because there, there's some people that, that do not deserve their letter. I mean, just me being uh, completely honest and, and maybe somewhat self-slamming or whatever else. Like, I, I don't... I'm a, I'm a C player. I got, I'm, not, I'm not a C player. I'm just not. But I'm stuck with a C ranking because I was on a C roster. I was actually on a D roster that had a pretty decent year. 
and ended up getting bumped to C. And the funny thing is, every tournament that they were at and won, I wasn't at. Every tournament that they were at and won, I was not a part of. But I still get bumped. So, like, the appeal system was, is, is good in, in a sense of things like that. But it's broken in terms of do directors not know their players? Do directors not care? I, I know for a fact that, you know, directors play favorites. And I'm sure that's everywhere. Sanctioned softball sucks. I said it. Catching up with the comments here. Adam says that conference ball has really prevented teams to move up. Um, I'd be interested to hear your take on that. I don't feel like conference ball is, is prevented teams from moving up. But what it does do is, is kind of make uh, things exclusive, right? It makes stuff harder to come by because you hit a certain level and then teams just want to start traveling instead of playing local. Like, uh, I don't know. Sanctioned softball sucks. Mike Reyes says it's like shaved bats. Do whatever it takes to win or some people's motto. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And again, shave bat. Let's let's use the term altered bat here because we can do multiple things to a bat, right? So even just saying it's like altered bats, you again, do whatever you want, people are still going to do it. Just the same as do whatever you want, people are still going to abuse the roster system. It's just going to happen. Sanction softball sucks. That's what I should have named... This podcast was instead of hashtag free Sonic, it's hashtag sanctions softball sucks. Matthew Clark says most directors are in it just for the money. I think that's definitely a motivating factor. Won't say it's not. But I did post on Facebook. I'm uh, looking for topics for the podcast tonight. So let's check that out. Go over a few of those. Um, first, what we're going to get to is uh, combat's comeback. <laughs> Jason Peterson says, or James, sorry, James Peterson says, combat's comeback. Bat, more like made in China, stamped Easton. <laughs> sorry, more like. Made in China, Easton stamped combat. That's hard to read. I don't know why. But I read a good review. Have tempted to throw two bills at it. Man, listen, I think, honestly, what they've done... Jason, if you got something posted in there or send it to me, I can I can, um, I can, can throw it in here. I'm, I'm not really hyped up on the combat stuff. Because it's not going to be a combat. They're hoping to start some hype with a name. But it's not a combat. And especially if uh, James is saying they're $200, it sounds like they've taken, Easton has taken their salvo line and named them combats instead. It's going to be your budget-minded bats. 
might not be the greatest, but they're still not terrible. If these are like the one ninety nine or, or two two hundred dollar bats, that that's one hundred percent what's happening. They're taking the salvo and making it a combat. That's that's personally my opinion. Another uh, another topic says Eric uh, says how was our Mexican dinner the other night? Listen, Eric, Mexican dinner was phenomenal. I posted on Facebook out with the squad. Uh, me and Spencer and Brian uh, went and got some BP in yesterday, did a little grinding. And then we're supposed to go to Lily's Cantina Snacks. I forgot to tell you this. They We were supposed to go to Lily's Cantina, you know, hyping up that food truck. Love that food truck. They no-showed. They no-showed. That was our whole plan for the night. That's the whole reason we hit in Moberly was because... Lily's was supposed to be here. It's a half hour out of Brian and Spencer's way. More longer than that for Brian. But it was like, oh, it's like a plane, right? So let's go hit softballs and then smash the Lily's. And then they no-showed, and it just kind of like made the planes turn to crap. But uh, it's one thing we're good at. It's it's vibing, going with the flow. And, you know, me and me and Brian and Spencer, like, we're all tied enough. It's like, dude, we could do whatever. We were going to order barbecue and just chill at the house. Well, it turns out the barbecue place was closed, too. So we ended up going to a little Mexican joint here in town. Got the Papa's Fajitas. Baked potato. Steak, chicken, bacon, chorizo. Green peppers. Onions. Smothered in cheese. Sour cream on top. Woo-wee! Those are some good groceries right there. Did great. We did great on that one. Uh, Matthew Ross had uh, a question about, so he says, how crappy the pro M ball seems to be as seen by the lower scores in the conference play. And Brad Griffith's uh, reply to that was, do we think the 240 stamp has anything to do with it? So I, I think, dude, no, snacks, stop. I don't think it's the pro M. I really don't. I think that... I've heard now I've heard from from two different people sorry three that there are certain brands of Pro-Ms that are phenomenally better than others the the Dudley Thunder Z and Pro-Ms are the ones that we hit in our BP bag they've been in our BP bag since last year I picked up what three four dozen Pro-Ms to throw in my bag because U-Trip implemented the Pro-M we wanted to see what it was about I don't know. I don't know what everybody hates about them. I cannot figure out. I would 100% rather hit a Pro-M than a Classic M on a 95 degree day. No hesitation. I don't understand it. I see I see uh, some other YouTubers talking about it. I see Adam talking about it. I see Snacks talking about it. Jason talking about it. Everybody says... They, they, I mean, everybody's saying they hate the ball. But I, I like it. I don't know why. I don't know what, what's so different about it. I feel like it stays hard in the heat. I feel like it stays hard in the heat. Now, the one difference being that I have noticed, um, pay attention as it gets cooler, the Classic M will be dramatically better in the cold. I'm talking like 70 degrees and, and cooler. The Classic M's will be dramatically better. 
dramatically. But you know, what's wrong with a more stable ball, right? I was having this conversation with uh, our guy Josh Stubbs. Having this conversation with him. Dude, I'd rather hit a 52. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'd rather hit a 52 than a Classic M. I'd rather hit a 52 than a Pro M. The 52 is consistent in the cold. It's not going to get super hard and, and kill somebody. Will it get a little bit better? Arguably, yeah. But in the heat, yes, it's poof. It sounds bad. People complain about how they fly. The people that complain about how they fly just don't hit them. Personally, that that's just my opinion. If, if you can hit and you can barrel a ball up and you understand... I won't say cutting a ball, but I'll say spinning a ball and applying a good swing to it. The 52 will not slow you down. It just won't. I don't like the argument of blaming it on equipment. We're just not here for that. I don't think that... Personally, this is me personally. If the conference scores are down because of a bat and a ball, what are those guys doing there? Uh-oh, I might have to shut this down. Stand by for just a second. Okay, we're good for now. I'm going to have to hurry up, though, I think. It's way past bedtime, and it's not going well. But anyway, so no, I I, I love the Pro-Am. Bottom line, all that talking just to say, um, I love the Pro-Am. I just do. I don't know what else to say. The scores being down in the conference, the easy blame is the equipment, right? But if we're at that level, shouldn't we know how to hit still? And not blame equipment? Just personal thoughts. I'm not I'm not taking shots at those guys. By no stretch in the imagination, because trust me, they're they're different different hitters than me. They're they're better hitters than me. They're better hitters than I'll ever dream of being. But we can't blame equipment. At that level, we just can't blame equipment. I'm sorry. Better Sears. Okay, all right. <laughs> My man Brady Sears making a run for being the better Sears. I tell you what, Brady, I'm going to have to see you golf. I don't know if you're listening. I'm, I'm going to have to see you golf, though. My guy, My guy, Q... He's, he's not bad at that golf thing. Micah says, talk about pizza. Micah, I've been um, banned from talking about pizza on the podcast. Sorry, friend. I would love to talk about pizza. Bill Delaney says, worlds in Italy? Uh, what? I'm in. <laughs> Why not, right? 
Geo, you going? So one thing I did see uh, Snacks say in the comments here, um, talk about, let's see, where's it at? I want to make sure I get this right. Okay, uh, Snacks says topic. So my local guys are really going to understand what I'm saying here with this. So I'm going to try and just, uh, forgive me, I'm going to kind of preface for the ones that aren't local and don't understand what, what I'm talking about. So Snacks' topic is the Home Runs for Heroes tournament, which you guys know is one of my favorite tournaments to ever play. The Home Runs for Heroes tournament allowing Classic M's, or, or uh, sorry, U-Trip balls, basically. Hi, sweetie. Good night, I love you. Thank you. I miss you. I miss you, too. Hey, you want to tell everybody good night? Come here. Of course, what do you want for breakfast? Captain Crunch? Okay. Captain Crunch. Guys, I have to get Captain Crunch for in the morning. I have to have Captain Crunch for breakfast. I'm going to eat breakfast with her in the morning. Believe it or not. I'm going to have my egg whites and toast, and she's going to have her Captain Crunch. She wins. <laughs> So Snack says, uh, let me, sorry, back up here. Home Runs for Heroes Tournament allowing uh, U-Trip balls for the rec division. So the Home Runs for Heroes Tournament has evolved over the years. It used to be just one division, and then it was an upper and a lower. And now they have a beer league, a rec division, and an upper division. I believe two years ago, or maybe even last year, was the first year that they let the upper division hit a U-Trip ball. It's ASA rules. 52 300s, whatever bat you want to swing, no seniors. So, it, it, yeah, let me touch on that real quick, too. So Missouri's ASA bat rules, I get this question a lot. What's my ASA gamer or, or what would I hit with 52s? And Missouri's bat rules for ASA, sanctioned ASA, like you'll see ASA State Tournament this this weekend. The bat rule states any 1.20 BPF stamped bat – ASA stamped, and there is a uh, list of bats that are banned, like the the in the, essentially that's like the ultras and the, the synergies and that kind of stuff. All that stuff is banned. But outside of that, dude, swing whatever you want. One point two BPF or an ASA stamp is all you need. That's it. So you got people out here. Some swing their ASA bats. Some swing their U trip bats. I personally. I own, I own one ASA bat, and I don't swing it unless I'm absolutely required to. Like, hey, this place requires an ASA stamp, so you have to swing that. That's what I'm swinging, which is a blue flipper. But outside of that, I swing my U-trip bat for everything, and I don't think twice about it. And I don't. I have never once hit a ball and thought to myself, if I had an ASA bat, I would have hit that ball out. Not one time. So this tournament abides by those same rules. So now... Because people have, people that uh, had their own interests in mind, pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Make it a U-Trip tournament. Make the upper U-Trip tournament. Let us all hate U-Trip balls. Make it a U-Trip tournament. Do U-Trip rules. Do a DHH. Do this. Do that. So now they've, they've whined and whined and gave opinions to a group that I won't say isn't softball knowledgeable. 
by by no stretch, but maybe not like a hundred percent in touch with like tournament softball or like a lot of the technology behind softball stuff either. They've done a great job running this tournament, so do not misunderstand me when I say that like I'm trying to like question them or bash them or say they're doing a bad job. But enough people have voiced their opinions or manipulated this or or, or talked them into it or whatever else. So now we've gone from the beer league, which is no home runs, you can't buy any. 52, 300 ball, you know, the same bat rules like I stated. It, the, the, the bat rule and the ball rule used to be the same all the way through. It was 52-300 and then the bat rule that I stated all the way through from beer league to rec to upper to competitive whatever. Then, like I said, a couple years ago, I think, they allowed a U-trip ball, but there's no bat regulation. So I could go and I could hit U-trip balls with an Orange Derby Boys. I could hit U-trip balls with a J3A. I could hit U-trip balls with a combat wanted. I get hit U trip balls with a, with an anarchy twenty two a day. Death sentence. <laughs> Bottom line. So they've pushed and pushed and pushed. So now the rec division, which is kind of your it's supposed to be your in between, right? Obviously, it, it is what it sounds like. Um, the rec division was four home runs. You, you start with no home runs, and you can buy up to. Four home runs per game. You buy bands at the beginning of the day. $25 per home run gets you through the day. And again, with the manipulation, we've gotten the DHH involved. So now our division that's supposed to be just above E now gets four home runs to hit whenever they want and then tack on however many the DHH feels like hitting. That's not the rec division anymore. If you're going to give them a hardball... At least take the DHH away. Like, uh, in, in my, my other thing too is like, from a safety standpoint, we're talking teams. There's still teams that play in the wreck. They just want the home runs to have the home runs. But please, I, I I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive here. But there are some teams that play in the wreck that man, they're just out there just vibing. It's league teams. They go out and play. They played with ASA balls their entire freaking life. And now they're getting classic M's roasted at them. It's it, you know, 110 miles an hour off of an ASA bat. That's a safety issue as well. That's not a good idea. If you want to hit a hard ball, go play the upper. I don't care. You want to hit a hard ball, go play in the upper. If you are that hell bent on hitting a hard ball and having someone pump fake and stand around and, and flip and flop around on the mound... Go play in the upper, or, or go play U-Trip somewhere. Like, I don't know who's done what, who's decided what, who's talked to who, but it genuinely feels like they've just manipulated this to conform to what a very small group of people had an interest in. With especially with this being in Columbia, where there's already league every night. Everybody talks about home runs for heroes. Everybody talks about how much fun it is. It's hyped up all year long. So a lot of these league teams throw teams in for the weekend. It's league. Rec league. And that's I understand I'm playing the rec league. Because I, I'm out there playing with just a, a group of guys. I'm not out there with ringers. I, I have never played the rec league with 
like an established team. It's always just I call a bunch of my friends. I don't care how good or bad they are at softball. I call a bunch of my friends. We go play and just try and catch a vibe. That's what it's about. Take a league team and go play in a tournament. But now we're talking classic in balls. We're talking buying extra home runs. We're talking DHHs. Like, so then what's, what's the difference between competitive and rec? Nothing besides a few more home runs. Literally nothing, guys. Nothing. That's ridiculous. We're getting away from having divisions. Why even have divisions? If I'm going to hit a classic M with four home runs for the team to hit and then a DHH, that's a C tournament. You're wanting league guys to play by C rules. So you're going to have C players. You're going to have C teams coming in from out of town to play the rec. Why in the hell would they go play the upper against the B teams or whoever else decides to show up when they can just play in the rec, get four home runs a game, and have their donkey that usually hits probably two or three of their home runs a game just swing away for the day? Hitting a, hitting a classic M on, a, on a, a damn near fall day. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Rant over. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, it is one of my favorite tournaments to play in. Always has been, always will be. They do a great job running the tournament. No question about that. As far as the organization goes, when I say that, it, it, this whole bat and ball and, and home run rule thing, yes, I know I harped on that. I don't agree with that, but, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and some of them stink. Mine apparently stinks. But as far as the organization goes, dude, it's it's top-notch. It is top-notch. It's a group. It's a team of people. They play for this all year long, and it's top-notch. It's always very well organized. Everybody's on top of everything. They're updating brackets, like, like as it's happening. I, I, I love it. I love the group that runs it. It's always a good time. It'll always be one of my favorite tournaments to play in. I, it, it is for a good cause. So Home Runs for Heroes uh, benefits the Honor Flight. The Honor Flight takes everybody out to uh, the memorials in Washington. The people that might not be fortunate enough to go over that or that have never been. Uh, the veterans, that is. And it raises a lot of money. It has raised a lot of money over the years. Podcast idea... Let's interview someone for Home Runs for Heroes from the board that runs this tournament. Great podcast idea. Write that down. If you haven't played in it, you should. I don't care where you're from. Come from out of town. We played against a team of guys last year from Wisconsin. They heard about the tournament, heard about the cause, didn't have anything going on. Drove all the way from Wisconsin to play. That's when you know you're making it. You're making waves. Love it. I love it. See, I went on a rant there, and I, I scrolled up on the comments so I wouldn't get updates, just so I could keep ranting. <laughs> uh, see, Eric says, have you ever hit an SB12 ball? When I hit an SB12, I wasn't knowledgeable enough to really know what I was hitting. I just hit the ball. 
Snack says you're ready to hit a classic plus over a pro M. Okay, maybe not. Snacks, I don't want to hear it. The day that we hit, yeah, I didn't hear a single complaint out of you when we were hitting the pro M's. And it was hot. I don't want to hear a single complaint. I don't want to hear your crap. And hey, do me a favor. If you're here, just happen to be stopping in for the first time, go down below and hit that subscribe button for me real quick. Just random. And also this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Catching up here. Everybody say goodnight to Riley. You guys are awesome. She's a turd. She's something else. <laughs> Captain Crunch or IP the roof of your mouth. Bro, that's no lie either. That is absolutely no lie. But she is the cereal eatingest kid I've ever seen. For... Gosh, probably seriously. When I'm serious, when I say like the last two years, she, sorry, I got, see, I got hung up reading the chat again. Probably the last two years. I'm not kidding you when I say he, she has had cereal every morning. When we went on vacation, we stayed in a, uh, essentially a cabin. It was like a, a small apartment type thing, right? Whatever. Had a kitchenette and everything in it. And we had to go get milk and cereal in bowls. So she could have cereal every morning for breakfast. But she loves it. I mean, she always eats it. She does mix it up. She goes with her Fruit Loops. Uh, I like to call her my little Fruit Loop head. But uh, then she calls me a Fruit Loop head, Taco Head, Weirdo Head. Burn. So she's my little Fruit Loop head. I'll get her stirred up with that in the mornings. She, she goes between Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch, the regular or the Oops All Berries. And she also likes Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch I can mess with. I love me some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Eric says I should give her strawberry Pop-Tarts. Bro, I tried. She'll snack on them. She likes snacking on Pop-Tarts, but she will not eat them in the morning. Cereal is the only thing she wants to eat in the morning. Mike's talking about the new Suncoast ASA drop. I'm hoping Headbanger gets those. Let's look and see. I've been living under a rock lately. Not going to lie to you. I don't know. Does not look like Headbanger has got the new ASA stuff for Suncoast. wonder if they'll get it. Real quick, did you know, by the way? I know we have some Easton fans here. Headbanger sells Easton now. I think, I think some people still don't know that. Until I have to remind them, like, Headbanger sells Easton. If you're an Easton guy, you don't have to go to the other places. Hit me up. I can get you taken care of. Headbanger obviously sells all kinds of brands. But Easton has been one that they just recently acquired. And a lot of people still aren't aware of that. Let's see. Snack says, I'll say it. Being a charity tournament, they allowed outside influences to dictate rule changes. Yes, you are 100% right. And the, the thing that gets me is it's the same group of people pushing for all these changes and they get them. Ugh. Jason says, should not be playing wreck if you're hitting home runs. So wreck is just kind of what they named it. Um, everybody calls it the lower. So you've got your beer league, which is your E, and then you've got your your rec, which is like your D, kind of your D teams. 
and then basically your competitive is your open. It's kind of your open. It's going to be all your C teams. You got some B teams. Occasionally, some B teams will come out. Um, so yeah, I mean the 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 call it wreck. I guess really, if it were me, I'd call it upper and lower, upper division, lower division, and then you could call beer league beer league still. I mean that's what it is. It's beer league, and maybe that would help people get more turnout for beer league. But I even think beer league gets a DHH. Like beer league games are watered down at times, but dude, they're there for the cause. Who cares? Let's see. Thad says, I feel like hitting 52s has made me better. 1,000%, dude. 1,000%. BP with 52s. Yes, I understand that I hit hardballs, and even when I'm not recording, I still hit hardballs. But I'm serious. If you want to get better at softball, buy a bag full of 52s and hit those. Get you a bag full of 52s and, and don't look back. Learn how to hit that ball, and you will hit anything. Promise you. And Tony, you are right about the home runs for Heroes thing. The home runs are where the money's at. Yeah, you are correct. Because especially there's teams that buy them. I think like a, oh, just in case thing. Like, you know, like they may play in the D League and get two home runs and use those, thinking they're going to use four a game, and they won't hit but one home run a game. Maybe not even that. But they're $25 a pop. So remember when, I think one year, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but was it four home runs for the wreck and then you could buy an additional four? Is that right? Either way, you're making your money off your home runs for sure. They're 25 bucks a pop. You can buy, I think, up to four. So that's an extra $100 a team. That is for sure where the money's at. And I do like, to an extent that they limited the, the amount of home runs that, that the rec division gets. But now the thing is you get zero with the DHH unless you buy them. You don't get any home runs at all. Or maybe the rec doesn't have a DHH. I'm sitting here thinking about that now. What would be the point of playing the, uh, sorry, maybe the beer league doesn't have a DHH because what would be the point? I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. It's It's been a while. I don't mess with the beer league very much at all. Jason Hernan says one hour limit and inning ending after one home run. That's what they have in e-ball for you, Trip and GSL. Yeah, you are right. And here, here's the deal. I'm a, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I won that tournament years ago, 2016, no, 2014. I think it was 2014. We won the rec division in that tournament on an IEO. We came from behind, I can tell you, the last, I think, maybe four games of the day. Maybe more than that. Because I, I feel like we did it in a pool play, too. We came from behind to win every game. We were down big in the championship. In a single elimination, you play pool play in a single elimination. We came back, had a monster inning. I'm talking monster. Came back out, and the other team was out of home runs. I threw one pitch in the bottom of the seventh. I threw one pitch into the game. I threw it. I knew that guy, the guy had been uh, 
I think he had one, maybe two solos on the day. And he'd been hitting everything super high. I saw him come to the plate and I thought to myself, here you go, fam. I threw him about a 12-footer. And and he hit it. He hit it. He hit it hard. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter how hard he hit it because it was out of the park. The second he hit the ball, I threw my helmet in the air. It, it just erupted. What a what what a what a tournament. That's a whole story for another day, though. Podcast idea: Snacks, Geo, and the BP Hero. Snacks won't come on here anymore either. Adam says no more Choco Tacos. Listen, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think I've ever had a Choco Taco. I said it. Still devastating news. Because i got a lot of friends that like the Choco Taco. Choco Taco got discontinued. But here's what I think is going to happen with the Choco Taco. You know what's going to happen with the Choco Taco? The same thing that happens with the McRib. They sell more of them in a short period of time when they bring them back in periods of time. They'll sell more Choco Tacos when they bring them back than they would have in a year. They'll sell it. They'll sell that much in two months. They'll, they'll fly off the shelves. Brilliant business move. Uh, Matthew wants to know if I'm going to get the short rail XXL worth Cole Campbell in. I, I don't know. Dude, I've got so many bats to swing. It's nice. did get him a uh, balanced Primo ASA. Peanut Butter Captain Crunch, Thad says. Yeah, Peanut Butter Captain Crunch is really good. I do enjoy me some Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. Next has dealing with some things. I get it. I just like to give you a hard time. Everybody else gives me a hard time. Am I not allowed to do it back? Matthew Clark, you saying a headbanger? What were you asking? Oh, um, no, I doubt. So Cole Campbell uh, is an ASP guy. I don't know. I don't even know what the status of ASP is these days. I think they're still in business, right? I know they changed hands, but I don't think they went out of business. I know there's another company that's been buying out businesses, but I don't think that's happened with this one. But I, honestly, I doubt we get the Cole Campbell in. I, I'm going to guess it's an ASP exclusive. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. If it's there and we don't have it, we're not getting it. Well, listen, Paul, you pile of nerds, in two seconds, it's going to be the one-hour mark, and you know what that means. Save it for next week. So thanks for stopping in, checking out the podcast. See the 7 episode number 29 of the BP Hero, whether you're watching it now on YouTube, catching up with it later on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thanks for stopping in for the podcast. So in case you hit it, BP Hero, catch you next time.